You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Ian, do you want to say I, folks? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt wrong. I was like, no, it's either going to be our own thing or I don't know. Anyway, That's okay. That's thing. okay. I don't even want to say it. You ruined it. I think we <laughs> I think we need a new shtick. <laughs> Hi, folks. It's another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. This is Thomas Nystrom. I've got Ian Bonner. And uh, what's your name? That guest other host. guy. The, the other guy. Host. The guest host, Mr. Andrew Johnson. Boys, how are we doing? Thank you for holding it down last week. Uh, I actually enjoyed listening to you stupid fucks talk about hockey, and I'm nervous to hear what you have to say about the Boston Bruins this week. Andrew, we'll start with you. Where's your mind at? Not as concerned as a lot of people, I guess, but there's still concerning aspects of what's going on. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of them. Hmm. I mean, the PP is small. And Ian, you have, you have, you want to talk about holding down the 40 and you have held down. You want to talk about small PP. I thought he was going for that. I thought he was. I, 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 I I pulled back. I pulled back. I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. But no, the small PP, tentative playing. Marshawn not looking right. Hall and Fellini were missed. You know, just there's, there's a lot of things, but guys, that was the first time this season that the Boston Bruins had lost consecutive games in regulation. Yep. That's that one of the- my three notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everybody calm down. We're in the middle of March, and this is the first time they lost two in a row in that fashion. There was the first time since December 1st that Linus Allmark had given up more than three goals in a start. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds um, to me like we should have been sellers at a deadline. Uh, <laughs> just blow it the up. whole reset button. Blow, just blow the whole thing up. Blow it up. And I, but I think I, I think I have the key. I think I have the key to what is going to right the ship for the Boston Bruins heading into the stretch run is that they have to channel their inner Andrew Johnson because I am on a winning streak right now in predictions. <laughs> Two is a streak. Two is a streak. We're two minutes into this episode. You already want to start tugging on your own tits, <laughs> buddy. I'm already t- I'm already off camera tugging on my own tits. You kidding? <laughs> what have you won? Three of four now, or something? I have, like that? I, I have won three. I think I've won. I've won three of four, and I have points in four of five. Nice. Points. That's right. Because we have ties for some reason this season. Why do we have so many fucking ties this season? We didn't have a know, single we didn't tie have, last. We season. didn't have a single one last year. I think we kind of perfected the model. Yeah, I yeah think that must we, be it. We perfected the model, and we, we we decided this year that if somebody says a score that we wanted to say first, we say "fuck you." I'm taking that score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but that's what they need to do. They need to channel me right okay. now, not so in January, but right now. <laughs> it's 
nine game losing streak incoming boys yeah here we go here we go i mean another thing too it's like everybody freaking out on twitter if if anybody just signed up for twitter in the last like i don't know three days and hey biggest mistake of your life get out um but immediately you're reading about the bruins you wouldn't think that this was the first team to win 50 games yeah no you wouldn't think this was the fastest team to win 50 games in nhl history yeah ever you wouldn't think this was a team that clinched a playoff spot on March 9th. Mm-hmm. It's it is probably pretty clear that the 133 points is not happening, which again is fine. super fine. Fine. Well, I don't know why it's never happened before. Because a lot of teams, once they reach this point in the season and they know that they're good, they go on coast mode. They're trying not yeah. to get hurt. They're trying not to outplay anybody at this point. Like just let the rest of the season kind of come naturally. Let's get healthy and let's make a run. Ian, what was that stat that you pulled out on Twitter this morning? Why don't you pull that out? The last three cup winners, how did they coast into the playoffs? So, yeah, I woke up this morning and saw all the stuff and got bummed. So I was like, all right, well, I mean, everyone's got to have a weird stretch in their last 10 games, right? Well, last year, the Avalanche lost six of their final seven games, which is actually kind of crazy to me because i do not remember that and i feel like that i remember been, it but it immediately it. like the feeling around the team immediately shifted the second they went to the playoffs because they yeah. the switched and demolished the poor predators yeah. team yeah. just could not just yeah you know what their record was in the play you know what their total record was in the playoffs on route to winning the stanley cup 16 and 2. Mm-hmm. that's not bad no. Holy fuck, that's right. They only lost, god damn. Uh, the 2021 Lightning lost their last three games, including back-to-back games against the Panthers, who were their first-round matchup that year. Yeah. And then they beat the Panthers in six games. And then the 2020 Lightning lost seven of their last ten games. I do not. The reason I stopped at three is because the 2019 Blues um, didn't have a stretch like that in their final 10, 15 games. They had a stretch like that in their first three months. Yes, their first half of the season was enough to put them in last place. So, you know, take that with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you can find that for every single team. You go back over the last 20 years and you can find stretches. Every team that's won the cup, you can find stretches where you go, Jesus, that team won the cup. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And it speaks to the higher standard that we have played, that the Bruins have played at, that a streak like this, mind you, before this, they had won 10 in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Before this, speak- stre- Go ahead. Before this stretch that they've lost, that, that they've lost three of four, they had won 10 in a row. So you could really, you could say either they've lost three of four or that they've won 11 of 14. Yeah. If you want to talk about higher standards, this is this is the part that bugs me is the the Bruins population of fans right now that are jumping off the bandwagon. Good. Jump off. <laughs> stop watching. So like if it's so bad right now, stop watching the fucking team. Hmm, I want 100%. more spots. I want more spots available when I go up for the parade. So yep. get the fuck off the wagon. I don't yep. care. I don't want to hear from fans like that. Mm-hmm. It's like you've it been inconvenienced for about three days realistically you've been inconvenienced a dozen times all season yeah like where you went to bed not fucking thrilled Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't be a spoiled fan base folks just enjoy this this is a record 
record-setting team right now, yeah. and they're going to have a good playoff run. They are Stanley Cup favorite. Just fucking enjoy the ride. Don't cry every time they lose. The second mm-hmm. they go down one nothing, I have to like walk away from Twitter half the time just because it's just like... It's this is part of the game. You can't score first and lead all the time. Yeah, the game and play out. We talk about this every year, but there are people who just love to say, "Well, the Bruins aren't winning the cup," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, great, yeah." The- you have a 31 out of 32 chance of being right. Good yeah, job going out on a limb. Congratulations, <laughs> man! Like, even if we were the favorites, you know what the favorite gets you? A 30 percent chance to win the cup. Yeah, like analytically, mm-hmm. so. It was still 70% chance we don't fucking win it. Yeah. I just don't understand robbing yourself of fun. But I yeah. did want to play a little game with you guys, which is there are concerns that exist right now. Absolutely. But I wonder kind of where you guys rank them. Okay. Ooh, okay. Because I like this. Go for it. These are the things that are sticking out to me. Uh, so there's Marshan's play, which is not bad, but not up to his standard. Right. He admitted himself that he is a little disquieted at the fact that he is not physically where he thought he would be at this point. Right. Which is out loud. There is the power play, which has been rocking at about 10% success rate over two months. 31st in the NHL. Let's go. Yeah. There's the penalty kill, which has seemed to come way back to earth. Still first in the NHL. (laughs) Over the last week and a half. Um, And then there is... I kind of include these together. Mm. Bertuzzi's chemistry and Hall and Felino missing potentially the whole season, maybe being back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Where would like which out of those things are you guys like, okay, this is a real concern and this is what I'm most concerned about right now? Honestly. You start? Me or Andrew? Andrew, and, uh, Andrew you want to start? Yeah. Okay. Actually, the thing that you and the, the thing that I'm the most concerned about is something that you didn't mention of course it is because it's you andrew and we love you for that (laughs) i'm not so i'm not (laughs) i mean it's true we do love you for it by the way way, everybody we don't script these we have a we we have a general because the episodes would be much shorter and cleaner to edit yeah exactly no that's the exact reason because i don't want i don't want thomas to have an easy time at 12 30 at night while ian and i are sleeping and he's slaving over a hot computer no i want his life to be a living hell listening to our dumb asses anyway the d rotation um i think it's throwing a lot of things out of whack Mm-hmm. And I understand the crux of it. I understand the logic behind it. But, and th- this is going to sound like a criticism of Monty, and it kind of is, and it kind of isn't. I get the logic, but he's not letting anything settle. Mm-hmm. The D's have been in an absolute blender, like on the highest setting, ever since Orloff came along. And I think some it's affecting some a lot more than others carlo the the ones that are the ones that have been in the rotation have been carlo forbort grizzlick and clifton mm-hmm. carlo's been all right uh, i think carlo's a lock for the top four i think carlo is a lock for the playoff spot yes grizzlick has been not as good not up to his usual standard but decent little bit of a downtrend in play but decent. Yeah, he's he's had a couple of rough games or at least he's had rough, a couple of rough, rough games chips. but 
he's had a couple of rough games, but he had a really good game against Detroit, and he actually had a really good game against Chicago, oddly enough. He was the best defenseman on the ice. Whether whether you want to take that as damning by faint praise is up to you. Jesus, what a game that was. Yeah. Clifton. Cliffy Hockey, baby. <laughs> yep. It's been peak Cliffy Hockey lately. Excellent offensive movement and then terrible turnover leading directly to a What goal. did he do to that? What, what was he doing on that first goal? I have no idea. He looked over his shoulder and stopped skating. I was like, okay, just give him the net then? Fuck. Allmark's got it. I mean, but you don't want to have that mindset of Allmark's got it. You got to play the man. Like he, like he, he was right next to end whistle, looked over his shoulder and then gave him more space. Like he moved to the left <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of credit to end whistle through that game by the way he was out hustling every damn man on that ice that guy that was, man's playing for a job yeah he and is. so is yeah. most of that team jared tenorti jared tenorti who scored a goal for us <laughs> yeah right off of the foot it's credited to zaka yeah. but jared tenorti mckenzie and whistle taylor radish is gonna be pretty good in this league like they got some pieces they got some pieces to start this rebuild but i'm getting off topic yeah but he hasn't been great. Clifton has not been great. Correct. Derek Forbart. No. Stop. He has been awful. <laughs> like he's been. I think. I think this rotation has been affecting him the most out of everyone. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. It's definitely affecting him the most. But it's kind of been that way for even before uh, Orlov was here. He's kind of been getting, and I've, I know I've said this multiple times on the pod, he's kind of been getting, his penalty killing, great utility, very useful. He's been getting his teeth kicked in five on five, and it's yeah. been going on for months now. And you saw it on full display, on again, on the Chicago game. Gets stripped of the puck twice, tries to handle the puck the third time, can't do it, has it stripped again, goes to the front of the net to defend, for some reason turns his back to the puck, facing just, Omar. <laughs> God, I have no idea what he was even thinking there. He handles the old puck. He handles the damn puck like I fucking run. Like it's it's so awful to look at sometimes, and it's just like, and there's and there's a very vocal aspect of the fan base that is like he's invaluable. You can't have him out of the playoffs because of his penalty killing. Yeah, yes, you can. If he continues to play five on five of that, you're damn right you can because we have four adroit penalty killers right there on the ice that could take his job. I don't want to sacrifice 80%, uh, the 20% that he does well for the 80% where he is a liability on the ice. His quality of competition is the lowest on the team by 36%, and he has been getting caved consistently. So, to I be don't fair, understand it. To be fair, he also starts in the defensive zone all the time. Mm -hmm. Like analytically, Correct. his numbers are not going to look good when you do like expected goals against versus expected goals created kind of stuff. Like we know analytically, individually, it's not going to be a good number. Ever since Cliff, ever since the Vancouver game where Orloff played his first game, Clifton and Forbort have been outscored six to two. Not good. There have been seven of nine seven of nine defensive pairs that have outscored their competition since then the two that have not clifton forport and clifton and uh, or and uh, orloff forbort there's a pattern here 
There it's is totally a-, a pattern. I'm not saying you're wrong on that. So uh, I do not know if it's exactly as black and white as like he needs to be the guy who sits for the playoffs. I think it's a hard call. And there's like conversation that happens with that. But that is definitely something I'd look at. I'm not worried about the defensive rotations yet because this was by design. We've banked a bunch of points mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. We're going to continue that rotation. I expect from games like 74 to 78, we're going to see the actual Actual playoff rehearsal. Yeah. And then for four games, we're going to get AHL City, which I'm so fucking excited about. Merkulov mm. uh, another t- is punting another two tonight. Two power play <sighs> goals. Get him on the power play right now. Hells, yeah, <laughs> brother. So I'm like, I'm not worried about the defensive rotation yet. Thomas, what do you think? What's the thing that's kind of bugging you? Well, I mean, just to put a bow on Andrew's uh, suggestion of the defensive rotation, I understand your point, Andrew. Mm. Um, Mostly because it is unsettling for certain players, like specifically the two who are competing for basically the last two spots. Yeah, no one separated themselves too. No, and it's hard for them to get a rhythm and everything, but this is the time for them to really figure out what the pairs need to be come playoffs, come come the big time. You know what I mean? Like this 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 is where we're at. It's still on paper the best defensive lineup but we need to figure out what the actual like positional lineup will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a concern in the sense that it's like, I want to see the bottom guys get going, but uh, I will say my number two, <clears throat> uh, like the runner up is Marchand because we've been talking about him all season long. We're like, Oh man, just wait till Marsha gets going. It's been five months mm-hmm. and we're kind of still having that conversation. And that's, that's concerning. Uh, he is still not still a point per game. Year. No, I, I understand that, but he he's playing down. Mm-hmm. Like this is a down year for him, regardless of points, regardless of his of what we're actually seeing. And this is just based off of the eyeball test, his body language, what he's saying to the media, what he's probably saying in private. It, that part's concerning because we need confident Marshy. We need the the guy who can hold on to that puck for five seconds longer than he probably should and then still puts it on goal. We need that type of fucking ballsy Marchand and we still mm-hmm. are just waiting for him to flip the switch and it's it's just not happening. Is he but in I, his own head or is this physical? I think it's probably a mixture of both at this point. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know if he's ever been 100% all season. Uh, there was concern oh, yeah. that he started, that he came in too quick. Uh, cause as you remember that we thought he was going to miss a lot of time or at least like a month or so in the beginning of the season, if I recall, and, uh, he played right away and that was shocking, uh, but exciting. Cause it's like, Oh fuck yeah, Marsh is ready. Maybe he never was. And maybe it's caught up to him multiple times over the course of this season. Adrenaline However, can take you so far. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and also like your confidence, your skill set and all that stuff. It's just like if we're getting 80% Marshy, which I believe is probably around what we're getting, uh, still getting the points that we need to a point, but we're not getting the killer that we need mm-hmm. out of him. But and, go ahead. Well, I, I kind of want to jump in with you on that whole, yeah, he's a point per game, but playing down. I have never seen him so reliant for his points on like other guys making plays. 
Yeah. It just used to it used to be he made the play to make the goal happen, where sometimes he still does. Don't get me wrong. And again, this is just eye test. I don't really have any numbers to back this up, but it does feel like more than ever, he's getting the puck to the right area is fine. But he is not the puck retrievals haven't been there the way they used to be. And he is not the same player that is creating those scoring chances at the same rate. Yeah. And the turnovers too. Well, that's just the new system because I yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of giving everyone a watch. If Pasta's gonna have 90 first of all, how are turnovers calculated? Because <laughs> I have seen Pasta with like six turnovers in one game. There's no way he's only at 90 something giveaways. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's calculated, but it's calculated poorly. Is what yeah. I'm maybe it's un- a unforced error. Maybe it's unforced error, and it's a unforced errors, and it's the judgment call of the scorekeeper to see what is unforced and we'll figure it is, out. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I am. I I agree, though. Thomas Marchand is. It's it's a bigger concern than right now. Is what it's really scary about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like what if this surgery really was something that was like, all right, Marchand's decline begins now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My biggest concern about- is the special teams in general. Yeah, yes, I was. Gonna, I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, "We're we." I know you named power play as the main concern, and I would say that is. But special teams overall, when you go to the playoffs, that's what wins you fucking close games. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to take advantage of a player or a man advantage. And how many times have we seen a two-man advantage this year and got one shot on goal through the whole fucking <sighs> thing? It is infuriating. Infuriating. But if we do not stop, if we can't be the PK team that we were at the beginning of the season, and really that we, to a point, still are, but it doesn't feel like that, even, even in this recent stretch where they won 10 in a row, it still felt like the PK was a little meh, you know? Like the chances were there, but the goaltending was making the difference on that. And and does that mean that that's what was happening earlier in the season? To a point, we've been bailed out a lot by a a fantastic season for both goaltenders. However, Mm. it did feel like the chances were not as fucking blatant as they have been the last two to three weeks. So I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll let you, I'll let you go more off on that. But, uh, but yeah, the special teams is is what the concern is because that's that's what we need if we're going to be the team that we should be. Ian, what was that chart that you had on your video on low quality Bruins fan on YouTube? Like, comment, subscribe, nailed it. What was that uh, chart that you had on the Chicago game? What was that? Was uh, that was uh, da- high danger chances or just chances where so there that was, was a yes. <laughs> so moneypuck.com does these uh, these scoring chances like grids and. Yeah, those are the Blackhawks scoring chances, and it's all directly in front of it's, the net. It's like a five-foot radius, and it's all there. It's all there, and it is brutal. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's a concern I'm looking at. A lot of that was on the penalty kill. I I'm more worried. So I'm more worried about both. I guess I'm I'm worried about both of the the special teams. Penalty kill, I think, is just a little slump because. I, laziness honestly i hate to say the word lazy but it's very clear that they're They're taking the foot off the gas yeah so i'm not super worried about the penalty kill but like thomas said the power play just has to be it doesn't have to be 30 percent like edmonton that's how they're going to win games yeah but we need and that's historic right we need like 
if you give me 20%, which is not great, but not bad. Still potentially won a game. Yeah, that wins you a game in a series. Mm -hmm. Like, great. Good. Get me, give me a free game. Like, fuck yes. That's what we need. It's just one of those things where if the scoring dries up, uh, like the Panthers uh, last year, having some way to put the puck in the net through those advantages and letting the defense do the rest, it's not the hockey I want to see Bruins play, but if it's good enough to win games, they don't ask how, they ask how many. So I, I just can't believe the power play has been so bad for so long now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of blows my mind. I, I can't believe we lost to the Blackhawks, honestly. I was the fact that we're still top 10. <laughs> I was legitimately shocked. I was just staring at like I stared at the, the the TV for like another 10 minutes after the game was open. Like what what? Boris Kachuk um walking Derek Formore was just that 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 was that that just that just took every ounce of wind out of my sails. Not even the penalty, not even the penalty shot that wasn't by Pasta. Why? First of all, we all knew what was going to happen with that penalty shot. Shut up. He hates. He hates it. He hates the shootout. He hates penalty shots. He hates Fucking, them. He never puts it. This was one of the most like this was the most effort I've ever seen him. Maybe not ever, but in a long time, seeing him put into a penalty shot or a shootout, and it still rolled on him. That's just karma for you, buddy. <sighs> Why was Forbort pinching on open ice dead center of the neutral zone? Like, only, I don't know what the thought process was. Only Forbort can answer that question. Did anyone ask? Oh, hell no! <laughs> the return of the king! <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is officially back, baby. Oh my God! Are we actually uh, just to move this long haul in Felino? It is what it is, right? Like we're not. There's not much you can really do about it. So yeah, to say that we're concerned, it's like concerned that he won't come back. Yeah, it's it fucking sucks. But we did grab two more forwards, so there's yeah. there's forward depth. Is that's that the, part of the this, point of though? what we did? Is that part of this though? Are we missing halls? power skating and Foligno's acute defensive ability. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you lose two guys who are core to the team. Yeah. It's going to affect the team. Yeah. But. And, oh, man, I... AJ Greer, man, I... He rings out every ounce of hockey ability out of his body. Mm-hmm. He really does. I don't think I... I and I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. I don't think I've ever seen anybody go as full tilt as him. No, he has just a tank. He has yeah. a tank, period. But, man, in a... In a, uh, in a scenario, in a best-case scenario, he's your 14th forward, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to that's gonna affect it. Even though, even though, to be fair, the fourth line against Detroit, uh, against Detroit both games, was really good. Yeah. Hathaway getting his first off of that off of that uh nice play shot by Greer on the rebound. That was nice, but man, they're mi- they're missing Hall's speed and power game, and they're missing they're missing Foligno. Would you ever think? Would you ever think you would say that after last year? I still no. don't know if I would say it now. Hmm. I, just, I'm I, I, I don't know if I'd say we miss Foligno right now. Really? Expand on that. Well, I just what do you point to that we miss him? Like the the current run of play which has been bad across the board i mean i just i, I don't point to any one particular spot and be It'd like be wow a, this line really misses him 
Uh, that'd be, I, I would like to, I would, I would think that his defensive ability five on five would be a, would be a big help right now. Maybe we don't give up as many five foot radius in front of the net chances when the bottom lines are up. That's fair. Maybe, but with the way that the pairs have been playing behind them, it's been so bad with the turnovers. Chicken and the egg. Chicken and the egg. That's what I'm trying to say is like, I don't, a lot of people are saying, wow, we really miss him. Like it's a fact. And I just, personally, I'm like, I don't know if we do. We might. Yeah, I I think think we we miss Paul more. I hope oh, for sure. Oh, I'm not. No, no one. No one serious is denying that. We miss Hallmore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some people talking about like, oh, well, Felino is missed in the locker room or whatever. He's still around. Locker- yeah, he's still. Around. Did he die? Like, no. uh, <laughs> but it's it is interesting because like one of the thoughts is like, I wonder how this team is handling this tiny bit of adversity that they haven't really faced all season. Uh, and there was that quote from uh, Montgomery, uh, quote, talking about <clears throat> the feeling in the locker room. He said, frustration, mostly frustration. We're not working as a team right now. And it's the first time all year I can say that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Period. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does seem, if if he's willing to come out and say that, then... The, the Imagine obvious, what he's saying he's behind saying, closed doors. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just, it seems like obvious like an obvious sentiment but uh he said that the energy and emotion of our team right now is very very and then he paused and said at levels i haven't seen all year we'll get better mm-hmm. so he's he's withholding he, something he had to really think about it. Yeah, yeah he did but you know what he hasn't had to have that kind of press conference after a game really all season so now mm-hmm. it's how does the leadership including him how do they handle this and what is the leadership doing right now because we've seen uh, downplay from everybody, including the leadership. And we're talking Bergie. We're talking, well, we already, we already said Marshawn. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is where, and we talked about, we, we talked about this where Montgomery early in the season said something along the lines of Bergeron. Bergeron makes it a lot easier for me to know when to give it to the boys and then when to take, take the room myself. Yep. He's, ta- he's got to take the room himself, and that's just all there is to it. And I, I feel like that press conference or, or it, that clip that I just read from was essentially probably the the outline of that conversation. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that conversation has been had, especially after the other night, yeah. uh, specifically the other night against the uh, the Red Wings, because mm-hmm. that that was the more that was the more frustrating loss. Mm-hmm. They came back. They played hard. They played hard against the Blackhawks, but they couldn't stop shit. And they mm-hmm. caught themselves up. Yeah. Right. It was nice to see the offense move a little bit, but Yeah. They're up three to two in the third period. Yeah. After bid they started down two nothing, right? Uh no, they were they 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 started down two nothing, tied it at two. Yeah. And then started the third period two uh three two on the Zaka or Tenorti goal. Yeah. And then things fell apart. Yep. Yep. Uh Thomas, you're really light. Am I? Yeah. Thanks. Andrew, you getting the same thing? Like he's quieter? No. Oh, maybe it's just me then. Never mind. Maybe it's just you. Maybe it's just you. Get better things. I wish I had better things. (laughs) I really do. Uh, What do you guys want to uh, move to next? This is, this is, uh, who wrote this uh, itinerary? Was this all Ian? Ian started it and I finished it. I wrote one sentence. 
which I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I'll, actually, we'll do this right now. Hey, why the fuck are we already talking about expansion when teams like the Coyotes exist? To distract us from the fact that the Coyotes exist. Yes. Oh. Fair point. Oh, all right. Yeah, good point. Well, all and right. and also, Next not topic. for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> well, not for nothing. <laughs> Tony Reale in here. Not for nothing, but this comes up every year during the GM meetings, which coincidentally were this week. Mm-hmm. So and and it started with a, a Kevin Weeks tweet, which is who is turning into a clickmonger. Oh God, why? Oh, he's been fed. He's been fed so much by the masses at this point. Yeah, where he's you know breaking breaking news from your closet. Yep. <laughs> and saying that what was it? It was Houston and Quebec City. Yeah. Yep. Those in, were the two. And Atlanta was mentioned. And Atlanta, too. which no. More. I hope whoever brought that up got laughed out. Yeah. Maybe it was literally a joke and then reporters did what reporters do and they reported on it. Mm-hmm. They just fair changed point. it to a serious statement. Fair point. That is a very fair point. Did not think of that. Good good, good catch, Ian Bonner. It had to be, right? Yeah. No, be. Yeah. no offense to Atlanta, but we tried this. Twice. twice. We tried this twice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care about offending Atlanta. Nobody nobody watches the NHL in Atlanta. We've established Nobody from Atlanta twice. listens to this podcast. And, yeah, and nobody in Atlanta. If anybody in the state of Georgia is listening to this podcast, please hit me up. No, uh, lie, lie. There is one person that I know that listens to this pod. My old friend Tommy Champagne, he lives in Georgia. That's not his real listen to this podcast. Tommy that's Champagne. not his real name. His name's that's, not Tommy Champagne. Yeah, yes, fuck it is. you both. I'm now... I want to be referred to as Tommy Champagne. Hear that, Tommy? <laughs> I am. In, what, what is happening? I challenge. Right now? I'm taking his nickname. I think you that's have to literally. That's his real name. His that's real, his real no, 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 no. You have no, to own no, a Ian, club Ian, called Tommy Ian, Champagne. Ian. Ian. Yeah. I have known this gentleman for about as known about as long as I've known Searle. We ran in the same circles back in the day. That is his honest to God. <laughs> Got him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> got him. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm got sorry. him. Fucking got him, man. Uh, I love you, Andrew. I love well, you, let man. me ask you one thing. Does he that own a strip club, Andrew? Does he does he go to strip clubs? No. No, no, no. Does he own no. one? Does he own one? No. Also, he's no. wasting his name. He's wasting <laughs> it. Tommy Champagne, you have to be like in that kind of Thomas, you hear that? You have to own a strip club if you really want this nickname. Yeah. I'll get working on it. The funny thing is, my mom lives uh, like on this road. That Don't start the next sentence about a strip club with mom. my mom. <laughs> she lives. She lives in a neighborhood in Southern Connecticut that is uh, like relatively like it's newer, so it doesn't show up on all the GPSs. Mm. But she lives like close enough to a strip club that I put the strip club in to the GPS if I'm trying to get direct ri- like a direct route to her house and avoid traffic. That's ah, so so the family member saw your phone's like search history for like local oh, areas. It would be that's a mess. how you explain it. It would be a mess. They're like <laughs> this dude goes to a strip club once a week and does not remember how to get there. <laughs> that's, that's what my search history would essentially be. When I die and the cops grab my phone to try to identify me, they're gonna be like, This dude loves some titties. Which is yeah. which I respect yeah. that. I respect I that. Uh, we all love some titties. It is hilarious that uh you wouldn't remember where it was. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh so back on topic a little bit, another funny thing is the Strip one clubs. thing that Batman said about these GM meetings that I agreed with was we don't need to expand right now. Yes. 
which is so unbelievably true. Now, look, it's worse Blind when there's squirrel a, finds a nut. It's it's worse when there's a generational talent at the top of the draft. It is. You can like look back at years where guys that are sure things are going number one overall, and like the tanking is worse, which is a whole different Petman conversation that we can have. So this year is kind of an outlier, but in general, uh, you have teams like the Coyotes right now, like the Ducks, just teams that can't compete in the NHL. So I don't know why you would add more teams. Like you, it doesn't mean everybody has to be great, but you have to have like, hey, there are real you're, guys. You're, you're spreading the talent pool even thinner, and that was yes. the argument before Vegas and Seattle came in. Sure. Yeah. And I just think you have to have a certain level of like talent across the league before you can just chuck in two more teams. All these teams would be made of are like grizzled veterans who can't stay in the league anymore or young guys who aren't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, that's the rule that that's a rule. And then they go make it to the Stanley cup final the first year. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, that's because the expansion draft that kind of obviously throws all that out of mm -hmm out of whack but a different team would then take over the mantle like i don't have any players <laughs> <laughs> tell us what else happened at this gm meetings let's see um there as usual the gm meetings have like one or two interesting nuggets but not much else um safety uh, making skate guard protection mandatory mm -hmm. which apparently the players union is uh pushing back on a little bit because of yep. comfort issues yeah they push back on helmets and visors too. Yes, yep. correct. Yep. Um, expanding replay review. Fucking, I hate it. I hate it. Well, I to include puck over glass and friendly fire high sticking. I I hate it. Yeah. They already do it for friendly fire high sticking, so I don't know why. Yeah, that's what I, I was actually confused by yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, they already. It's it's uh, it's the, the the official rule is referee's discretion for that. So. Uh, how the league wants to approach brawls breaking out after clean hits. <laughs> how the fuck are you going to do that? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you can't do that in, in the action of the game. Or does this just say like, we're going to treat suspensions differently if it's that way? Maybe. I don't know. That's the only it's, thing. It's, it's gotta like, be, it's gotta be like when they, they crack down on cross checking, right? Where like, they're just going to call it. If you start a fight, after yeah. a clean hit, they'll go after you every time. Yeah, it's two yeah. minutes, two minutes, two minutes. I don't and know. And honestly, right. I'm five on of, two power play. Let's go. Yeah. I'm kind of okay with that. Like, mm -hmm. I get kind of sick of like, all right, yeah, I guess stick up. You can stick up for your teammate without fighting. Yeah, without like, putting your stick in somebody's ribs. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a clean hit. The, but, which, but I mean, but you know, to be fair on that. In the run of play, when you have fucking testosterone and adrenaline in spades, and you see one of your guys get absolutely trubed, mm -hmm. like why did you use truba? I said clean hit. <laughs> well, let me say, you think your guy got trubed? There you go. It was a clean hit. And what are you gonna do? What are they gonna do? Oh nope, I shouldn't. What are they gonna be like? No, I shouldn't. Or are they gonna be like this? This fucker's dead. Good point. Good Give point. me an example of how you think them calling more play or more penalties like this would affect the game. More power plays. 
Well, I mean, um, it, it, scoring goes up. Scoring goes up. And scoring goes up because if if you have guys less willing to, we'll say, clear the crease is a nice way of saying what what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If you have more guys kind of withholding the the violent aspect after the whistle, you're going to have more people who don't belong in the in the greasy goal area mm-hmm. willing to jump in. So I think goals do go up. But I also think that there's a chance that injuries go up because the piles on top of the goaltender. I swear to God, if Olmark goes out because you know what I mean, like because right. there's a fucking pile on top of him, and Carlo can't cre- clear the crease out, or or fucking Lindholm can't clear the crease out properly, then I'm gonna lose my shit. So, kind of happened to Swayman earlier this year. Yeah, absolutely, and it's yeah. it's happened multiple times this year, uh, this season to a number of guys, and yeah. it needs to fucking like so. It's just part of the game. Yeah, it is just part of the game, and yeah. it, and it makes me respect certain players more. And and the one that I always think of, like from my time down in Nashville, was uh, Hornquist. Was always so he was always inside. He's goalie. such a greasy Every player, man. All of his goals came from doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And after every whistle, stick to his fucking throat, stick to his shoulder, stick to his ribs every mm-hmm. time. And he kept going back, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And when we have players who are willing to do that, I respect them too. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that part of the game to to be eliminated because it's just it's just part of protecting your fucking goaltender. It's protecting your money, right? Of course. And I don't want. I, 100% I, don't, agree. I don't need any more reasons for them to make a call in the playoffs that could potentially decide a game. Yeah. I want oh, less well, that opens playoffs. that up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less call in the playoffs. That's, right. that's what I want. And this would just mean there's more because when it's a playoff game, you have people fucking desperate for goals. So mm-hmm. that, sh- that type of call would happen 10 times more in the playoffs than it would in the regular season. So right. that's where my head's at on that. So I don't, I don't Agreed. know. I'm not big for rule changes in, in that sense. That's, that yeah. seems stupid to me. It seems over policing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, cap all, but confirmed to go up by 1 million next year. Despite Bettman saying that it was looking in October that it was looking like that escrow would be paid off by the end of this year. Some GMs are fucking pissed. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that at all. (laughs) The salary cap should go up every year, period. Yep. Players -hmm. should get paid more. NHL players deserve more money, period. Yep. Yep. And uh, they're not going to get it for another year. Figure it out. Genuinely bummed it's only by a million. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, no discussion about uh, instilling a offsides shot clock. I, I don't care as much as the rants I've made about this. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I care in the moment, and then later on, I'm just like, I guess. The only thing that really bothers me, I don't. What I want to be fixed about offsides is the fraction of a goddamn inch. They were offsides by one frame. Did that really affect the game, fucker? Like, come on. I think the shot clock would be a nice happy medium for that if they still want to fucking enforce it. I think I think what the main the main focus should be is if the defending team gains possession at any point and fails to clear, boom, you have now there's no offsides to yeah. be considered. I like that. Like, like let that. the defense still has to make a play. I like that. Yep. And if the defense fails to make a play, that's on you. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like I'm that. I like that a lot, actually. That's a good rule. Ian, why aren't you GM? Of Gary. Because Gary, the, owners would hate me. <laughs> the owners would fucking hate me. Are you kidding me right now? Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> Who's this? Hey, if you, Wait. do you guys, do you guys want to make one more talk about one more GM or XGM? <laughs> yes. Yes. Go ahead, Andrew. I know you're excited about it. Chuck Fletcher has been fired. You guys literally willed him to get fired these last two weeks. <laughs> Did you fucking see the immediate puff piece that came out? They no. immediately went, well, Chuck Fletcher wasn't allowed to do his job. Oh, they, yeah. They completely one. crushed ownership and basically said, oh, this guy's this. still a good GM. Was that Rachel? Was that Rachel Dory's piece on the hockey news? I can't remember who it was. I think, Shit. Uh, this I is think me that's being what you're bad. referring to. This is me being bad. I should credit people properly. Um, I'm not going to be able to find it right now. But immediately, and it wasn't only one person because I saw a lot of comments go out about it, but people immediately started trying to defend, not a lot of people, but to defend (laughs) Fletcher. And I was like, wait, there's someone on this planet that thinks he's a good GM right now? Yeah. And they just basically tried to save the guy's career, I guess, which, I mean, good, sure. I don't have any ill will towards the human being, but fuck's sake whoever hires him next is making a bold swing what would this would this blitz have occurred if he was not a legacy hire a legacy guy what what do you mean blitz like pr blitz oh no like no no right there you go there you fucking go yeah a lot of Minnesota people too were saying he was a he was a good GM for us. Um, he was he was genuinely a decent GM for them. Decent, yeah, not great, obviously, because where's the hardware? Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. expectations are lower out there than they are in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Period. Make but it to the second round, and you're good. Yeah, that's also a good point. He was their GM while they were they're still sort of like this stuck at 14th in the league every year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you make the playoffs every year. You don't fucking do anything. Yeah. And Craig Leopold, sweet playoff revenue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's at least it's an improved situation for Philadelphia because their interim GM has, you know, kept out of the news. <laughs> Man, his kid's an asshole, ain't he? He's a fucking giant prick. Yeah, twenty. He's just a kid. He's twenty-three. This is this is yeah, that, and it's the second school that he's had some sort of issue with. Get, do you know but how this hard is, you- this is? Just like you, you can't say like, "Oh, I was drunk," because you're not supposed to be drinking and all that bullshit. However, what else do you say other than "I'm a giant fucking dickhead"? Do because you I pushed, know? <laughs> I pushed a wheelchair down a, a flight of stairs because I'm literally wheelchair. just a fucking piece of shit. Do you know how hard you have to try to get kicked out of Arizona State to break to, to code to, of conduct laws? Seriously, like one of the biggest party schools in the country. He was partying too much for. Yeah. He admitted it. He admitted that some college hockey thing did a puff piece on him after yeah. Mercyhurst took him in yeah. and said, oh, maybe I did party a little bit too much over there. It's like, motherfucker, like that, that whole place is a party. Mm-hmm. Like, how hard do you have to party to party too much over there? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, more more than anything in that article, because I read the same thing. Uh, he said that he wasn't concentrating on hockey the way he should be. No shit. Yeah. Right. No shit. Yeah. And also, 
he's not going anywhere after he's not a he's not a any sort of prospect he's just danny briere's kid yeah. Congratulations I, on your new job, Danny Breer. Now it's this this thing you have to deal with feel, because your son's a fucking for, asshole. I do feel bad for Danny because it's just like this is not what he should be thinking about or concentrating on. Yeah, and he just took over a, a pretty tough spot. He's also, tough how spot. is also how is Danny Breer old enough to have a twenty three year old kid? I don't know. I don't, I don't think we want to have that discussion yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also. Have you ever been so drunk? I really enjoyed all the people being like, oh, you've never made a mistake. I have never been so drunk that I pushed someone's wheelchair down the stairs. Yeah. I have been drunk enough to buy a wheelchair from Goodwill and ride it down the stairs. (laughs) But that's only me being hurt. Hold on. Who fucking cares? (laughs) I've done some stupid shit drunk too, but you don't do something to somebody like that. So not that stupid. she was not in the wheelchair first of all anybody who who doesn't know what we're talking about oh my god yeah but you're literally just being a piece of shit to somebody else's property and it's yeah. not just like somebody's property it's not like he grabbed somebody's coat and threw it down the stairs like a wheelchair like that's someone's mode of transportation that's literally some the, exactly that's the way somebody lives their fucking life that's yeah that's it's an it's so more it's it's so much more disrespectful than just throwing somebody's object down the stairs mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i would it, i would literally rather have heard like i would i would feel better about it if it was just like oh he like pissed inside this club right like no. just pissed on a wall and just was drunk and disrespectful it's like, no you did like the dumbest possible thing you had to think about doing that it sh- yeah, the video shows them thinking about it he was sitting in it two seconds earlier so he was already in the mindset of mocking it Mm -hmm. yeah look if that if that girl was your daughter you would go kick the absolute jesus out of this guy you would beat the shit out of him Mm -hmm. did you hear briere's statement no i haven't my son apologizes for his actions good can you at least pay for the fucking wheelchair you twat yeah my son apologizes for his actions let him speak for himself. <laughs> well, apparently he did because I was just I was just. Oh, did he? Okay. I think just like in the last like hour of us recording, he's he said that he was embarrassed and he will do anything to make up for it. And it's just like okay, just go away and never play hockey again. Like yeah, yeah. I hope I hope I hope your school drops you. Yep. Yeah. Which they will at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. Likelihood. Probably. Oh man, but Chuck Fletcher's fired, man. <laughs> and his replacements off to such a great start and i do agree i do feel a little bit bad because yes you could argue like the parent in charge of the kid but the guy's 23. the guy's 23. like i said not parenting isn't easy folks like shit. Mm. now we're saying this and we're like 24 48 hours away from saint patty's day Oh, and we're no. probably all going to do some dumb drunk shit. So we will talk about this next week and compare ourselves <laughs> and hold us hold ourselves accountable in the same way that we're holding Briere's kid to. Right. Who's got the fucking time to get drunk and disorderly right now? <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to do shit for St. Patty's Day. I got too much shit to do. I'm all working all. I'm working all weekend. Are you? Same actually. Yeah, and there's huh? two fucking games. Yeah, I'm I'm cutting out a little bit early on Friday, and I will not be uh, available. Not be, yeah, I will not be available if you guys need anything. I I probably won't be available for at least twenty four hours. Yeah. I respect it. You know who else isn't available? Sveshnikov. Okay. okay. Torn ACL. Almost, 
almost almost your best transition right there. Almost. Mm-hmm. I think I paused just a tad now, are you, too long. Maybe a little bit too long. Yeah. <laughs> I can well, we it we, 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 we left it open for you. Like you, and you took was way too much time. Thomas was staring long, at Bonner. me, and I was like, "Is he gonna? Am I gonna? Is he gonna?" I, I, no, you were just pulling to me where you just lose your train of thought, and you were just like trying to find it back. And it's like you have the Weird Al song playing in your head, and he looks at me. <laughs> I do look like a budget Weird Al right now. Uh, <laughs> so Zvezhikov tore his ACL for the Canes, a massive blow. And I actually want to shout out all the Bruins fans on Twitter, except for like a couple of you. Very respectful, guys. I appreciate that shit. Mm-hmm. You talked about the players' health. Yeah. You felt bad for Canes fans and what they're going through with this, and particularly Svechnikov, what he's going through with this. I saw so few people being like, well, the path to the Cup just got easier for the Bruins. Don't be that guy. Don't mm. do not do that. No. no. But that does. That does. Yeah, but that, that being said, it is easier for the Bruins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think well, this is a team that was already out. struggling to score. They had- I think they're still a very dangerous team, though. Mm-hmm. Six goals in their last four games, and five of them came in their last one. Yeah, well, we've allowed 16 goals in our last four games, so let's all pump the brakes on what the last four games have been. Listen, <laughs> I was making a point about the Canes. Sorry. I wasn't talking about the Bruins. My bad, my bad. Right. It's on me. It's on me, dog. It's on me. <laughs> but Carolina and New Jersey are now tied for first in the Metro. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It looked like Carolina was running away with that one, and New Jersey turned it back on. Yeah, yeah. big ups to that. Jersey turned it back on, and uh, Vegas is number one in the West. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. I, I'm not going to say that. I am legitimately. Well, that, 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 that was that was said with tongue and pale and cheek, okay. and you know it. <laughs> so the Oilers are looking spicy. The at home grab was incredible for them. That was exactly who they needed. Bukestad has been awesome. Exactly what we wanted on the Bruins. Uh, And it's just such a great grab for them. Oilers in the West. I want to watch every single one of their series. I think it's going to be, they're going to be a really fun team to watch. And Mm -hmm. they're one of, they're one of probably four teams in the West where I could realistically see them lifting the cup and not being totally blown away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The West is, the West isn't top heavy. The West is very much a cluster. Yes, but there's still only a few teams that you would be like (laughs) not surprised if they beat the East team in the finals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Winnipeg with some some timely goaltending from Hellebuck, uh, Dallas with Otter, the Avs, and the Oilers are probably probably what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Even though a couple of teams have turned it on lately. Wild have turned it on lately. Wild have turned it on. The Kings have turned it on. I'm still. The more I talk shit about the Kings, the more I guarantee that they win the cup this Gavrikov year. Gavrikov is who they needed. He, he's been great. He's been really good. So yep. I'd still rather have Orlov. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But he fits. He fits in what they're trying to do. So, Fuck him. Fuck him, though. Fuck him. God, <laughs> why do I hate the Kings so much? Who knows, but I fucking do. Is it because they're misusing <laughs> Quentin Byfield? Uh, I think it's because I'm sick of being right about them, but their record says I'm wrong about them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a weird dichotomy that is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think technically that just means I'm wrong about them, but no, that's exactly <laughs> what that means. <laughs> All right, Andrew. <laughs> Let's move oh. the conversation along. 
<laughs> I really wanted to get to this as soon as possible because I love this question. Uh, seventh player voting has opened early picks. <sighs> Freddie. I think I'm an I idiot. Think he's a, I think he's a good dark horse for it. Mm-hmm. I think Freddie. I don't think he gets it. I don't think he gets it, but I think... I think his vo- his name should be in the conversation. He's got a gr- I think he's got a great shot at it. You think so? Yeah. Put a percentage on it. Um I'll put it at like 20%. I wouldn't say great shot then. I would say yeah. decent. <laughs> I was going to say I was like uh, maybe it's like that's not even a great batting percentage. But <laughs> Mendoza line baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Dingers and struck out the old Kingman special. Yep. <laughs> so I might be a moron. Me- Stop right there. Open ended. <laughs> I, I might be a moron. I saw a lot of people saying Olmark, and I thought the seventh player voted, the, the seventh player award was not the fucking starters. Yeah. And then I went to the award page, and they're like, just the player who exceeded expectations the most. And I'm like, wait, why is it the seventh player then? Wouldn't you ignore the first line top pair and starting goalie? Okay, I'm, like, am I'm I an actually, idiot? I'm, no, I'm with you. That's that's my David Pasternak won it one year. Like, yeah, but not on the top line, right? No, he was playing top six minutes. Fuck me, I'm an idiot. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel like. I don't feel like we're right or that's right. Well, top <laughs> six. Wait, top six minutes is different than first line still. But like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think that was uh, the year he had 34 goals. Hmm. My pick right, would be well, Zaka. A, yeah, no, I, I mean, well, if we're going by what you read as rules, Bergeron's my pick. <laughs> See, that feels like We expected like him what? to have zeros across stupid? the board. It feels stupid. Uh, Zaka's a good pick. I think Freddie's... Zaka's is, good. Yep. Uh, Freddie, I want to hear his name in the conversation, but I don't think it's, it's there. Uh, to me, the pick would be... See, I don't even want to say it because he won it last year. I'll give you. I I will give you who the Do you remember uh, who nominees are. I just Nick popped up Ritchie? the nominees. <laughs> no, <laughs> David Krejci. That was a Nick uh, Swayman, Swayman won it last year. Swayman won it last and year. I think Ritchie he's a candidate, obviously, for this one. Let, let me let I, me give you the nominees. Let ahead. me give you the nominees. Foligno, Frederick, Zaka, Clifton, Carlo, Forbort, Greer. Okay. So the reason Swayman wouldn't win it anyway, and even though I do think that's like a real, like a good point to bring him up, is because he's so overshadowed by what Omar's been doing yeah. that like there's just no route for him to get the attention mm-hmm. on it. Um, I think Zaka's a shoe in, honestly. I just, maybe it's just me having lower expectations. Uh, he, yes, he's very streaky, but fantastic ad. Just a fantastic yeah, ad to this team. It's looked, it's looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. For Howla, who we were not re-signing at the end of this season. No, we were not re-signing. And also, as much as I enjoyed him last year to a point, because uh, he did he did put in a good amount of effort. And it was mostly the effort that I appreciated from him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the shot that Zaka has. No. Zaka, Zaka has some explosive attributes Diarrhea. to his game. Uh, di- yes. And Diarrhea. Just... just Crazy brown water, <laughs> just absolutely vicious. It's just, it's just, it's just a streak across the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I even say that? I don't know. You, you, don't know, you, you did this. You just did a, this. Just a slight <laughs> glimpse into your brain, right there. Uh, mm-hmm. No, Zaka is a good pick. Uh, 
Can you give me, Andrew, go ahead and give me somebody else off of that list that you think could win it. Uh, Zaka's a great pick. Um, if if Foligno didn't get hurt, I think he'd be right yeah. there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But I think his injury hurts his chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Zaka, Freddie. I don't think Clifton? it's Clifton. Clifton's put together a pretty good campaign, and I'm not yeah. really. I'm on record for as him. being a not for him. Cliffy guy. Yeah. Can uh, we want- to get top four minutes to be paid like a top four guy and get top four minutes and for it to not be us? <laughs> yep. I was about, just about to say, guys, you yeah, see a lot of people talk about resigning Cliffy. That is not happening. <laughs> Correct. Correct. It Nor should it. Not. Nor should it. It really. shouldn't. And I'm yeah. really excited for him wherever he goes next. It's just uh-huh. not going to be on the Boston. He's going to look great in a Seattle uniform. <laughs> you know what? Tend to grab him, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't be a bad. That wouldn't be a bad move. Nope. Not at all. Um, no, I think Zaka and Freddie right now are kind of the top two for me. And you guys have you, you guys put together a p- pretty persuasive argument for it to be Zaka. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm Zaka. Gonna, let's uh, we'll put the short shift podcast stamp of approval on Zaka. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know everyone was waiting for it all year. Not <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody now now our ratings are going to plummet because everybody just was like, when are they going to talk about the seventh man award? <laughs> Oh, they did it. No reason to no reason to listen. Shutter it. Yeah. Shutter yeah. it all. Well, let's That's reel it. them back in with uh, a voicemail. Yeah. There we go. Hey, boys. It's Zach here. Uh, so I just got done listening. Great couple of weeks, by the way, in the episodes. Um, something I haven't heard anybody really talk about is it's Bertuzzi's contract year. They got screwed. You know, the normal contract year would be with breaking both ends and whatnot four goals in this season, but uh, playing his debut with us, that'll be great. Hopefully some more tonight, but um, is he another rental? Same with, with Orlov and Hathaway. Orlov making the demonstration now, though. Do we try to get him? Uh, and if Bertuzzi's a rental, is it the reason he wasn't in such a big uh, uproar about being traded? Is there there's some off-season plans for him to re-sign with the Red Wings? Like I know we're a Bruins podcast, but he, what's, what's he going to do? I'm kind of wondering this. I was talking with the wife about it because she's a big Red Wings fan. Um, and it's still very upset that uh, that we got him a whole few hours. that we picked him up. I about dropped my phone and my jaw hit the floor and I saw it the day it happened. But I don't know. It was just something I kind of thought about and I thought I'd uh, look into it. And he was on the contract here, so... Who knows? Anyway, keep being awesome. Love you guys. Peace. Thanks, newcomer. Appreciate the call. Uh, we talked a little bit about this, what, a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. Where's your head at now? Like, with two with two weeks past that conversation. I think he's a pure rental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's a pure rental. I think there's a path. There's a path because he's gettable. Yeah, and there's a path. I think there's a path to sign Orloff. Mm-hmm. I think the path to signing a Bertuzzi is a lot rockier. You think so? Mm-hmm, I really do. And it's a lot rockier and it's a lot messier. Um, it's going to require... Signing Bertuzzi would require a lot of surgery. 
um, on the roster, which is going to happen anyway, but would require a lot more surgery, I would say. So I I put Bertuzzi coming back to the Bruins after this year at like a less than 5% chance. I just don't see it happening. I don't think there's any doubt of like, well, just as we said a few weeks ago, I, if anybody's going to be coming back, I feel like it would be Hathaway because I feel like that's the most gettable guy. He's cheap. Mm -hmm. However, the effort's going to be after Orla. If they have any d decision to, to go after any of these guys, it's going to be them, but or it's going to be Orlov. However, you're going to be looking at centers, and that's going to be the focus in this offseason. So are we going to look at a, a third or fourth defenseman? Probably not as hard as we're going to be looking at, at a centerman. That's a good point. And that's where the money needs to go. So... Would I be upset if we sign Orloff? No. Let's continue to fucking stack the defense. Nobody's going to score goals on us for the next five years. We're good. He's been but, so good. He's been so we good gotta, with us. Oh, man. we got to set the fucking plays up to score on the other end. So mm -hmm. centers, exactly. centers where we're going to be looking. So, folks, don't be upset if if none of these guys come back. And look, I, I would love to see all three of them pass the cup to each other in a Bruins uniform at the end of this year past this year i'm not putting money on any of them being back mm -hmm. there's a 50 percent chance next year is a retool which yep. means none of these guys get re-signed yeah um it's it's a very very precise shot we're trying to make and it all depends on how this season ends and what our captain decides mm -hmm. until that's figured out Fuck me. It's going to be very, very difficult to figure out what the direction of this team is. It will be a competitive team even without um, Bergeron. And if Krejci retires, and if that is what happens, then, yeah, maybe they try to allocate some, some funds, particularly toward Orlov, like you guys said, to make sure the back end is solid, solid. But then, yeah, we're looking at centers. Bertuzzi just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense you still have hall for another year you've got zaka locked up like yeah yeah, yeah i don't see it I, 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 it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard there's already gonna have to be a lot of money moved out to even field a to even field a competitive team and that doesn't even start to talk about bergeron and crazy like you said like I was, we, we, we were dicking around with Cap Friendly on the Discord uh, earlier, uh, I think it was last weekend. And a lot of the scenarios ended up having our third pair be uh, Jack Sean and Jakob Zaboral. Like it's that kind of thing where you just have to try to make the money work. And it's just, man, this, this truly is the last dance. So. Let's do one more voicemail. Do it, yes. All right. Here we go. Hey, Short Shirt Pod. This is Safari Andrew from Twitter. Uh, yes, uh, I am a Safari guy, so if you ever need uh, to hit Kilimanjaro or to the Serengeti, I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for, for doing this. I think the chirp line is such a great idea. Get a few quick comments. Um, obviously, the Bruins in this uh, current spate of losses and fairly ugly losses. <clears throat> Ian posted today that... I believe it was today or last night that everyone should come the fuck down. You know, what's with all the panic? And I agree. I, I, I'm totally there with him. I was the president that he set with Tampa Bay and other 
um, you know, winning teams. Um, but Ian, uh, some advice to you, my friend, as an older gentleman, be the change you want to see. Sometimes I read your tweets and I'm like, holy shit, I ended up going into a little bit of a panic zone myself. <laughs> so a little bit of calm, classic confidence would be much appreciated. Secondarily, I fall into the category of Bruins fan that believes in resting the stars now, especially since they're not winning. Um, I, I like the idea of rewarding some of the folks down in Providence. You, you talked about Merchulov and other guys. Bring them up. Throw them in with some of the higher uh, echelon depth guys like Coyle, Zaka, etc. Um, and and let the, let the Bruins try to build some identity around a defense first checking and four checking. You know, a hard-earned win style game because they're going to need that later on. We're going to need to pull on that depth also in the playoffs. Fold the stars back in whenever it makes sense. But uh, yeah, definitely start resting guys now. There's, there's no reason to risk it, especially since they look so ugly right now. Also, let the, let the stars practice. Focus on the power play. The power play is If they don't have to worry about the games, let them, let them have some fun at practice. Just to puck the puck around and work on the, you know, on that high, high efficiency uh, play, uh, power play style game. So anyways, that's like two cents or five cents. What do you want to call it? Much love. Respect. Love that call. Great call. Uh, and he's right because I absolutely during the game will be like, what the fuck? But uh, you gotta, yeah. I don't. You do think tweet I can... your emotions on occasion, but I'm I, one to talk. I can't okay. turn that off. I still, at the end of the day, I am a fan before anything else. So that's not gonna get worked on, unfortunately. <laughs> but that is a great call, and I, I agree. Resting guys right now, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I want to have, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, that four game stretch of like this is your lineup game one. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to resting guys for the last couple of games. Yeah, and I think you said earlier in the pod, like mid seventies for those games. Yes, sounds yeah. perfect. Seventy four to seventy eight. I yeah. think we're in a position right now, especially with a couple of the injuries, a couple of guys banged up. I think we're in a good position now to go ahead and do a little bit of rotation out of Providence. Give a couple of kids some playing time. Rest a couple of guys. Let's see it. Who do you see? Who do you see playing out of Providence? Lauko has to be one of them because yeah, man, I think, he, I think he's been he's been fun. taking the uh, I ninety five shuffle. <laughs> Merkulov. Yeah, Merk. Merk. I would like to see. First, and of honestly, all, yeah. you got guys like Wags. Like Wags can come up, play like two, three games, and then. Go oh, he deserves it for sure. That's but you know who else deserves it? Merkulov. Oh, okay. And then. Yeah. Uh, and then that Merkulov guy too, probably. Yeah, definitely Merkulov for sure. What about Merkulov? Have you guys uh, thought about that? A little more Merkulov. Steen! <laughs> yes. <laughs> shout out to Abby Pomeroy. Steen. Yeah, shout out to Abby Steen for shizzle manizzle. <laughs> Did I just say that? Yeah. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. Dushy I'm going to need you to sit the next Dushy couple shit trips out of <laughs> Douchey shit belongs in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so that's actually a pretty good list though. Wags, yeah. Lauko, Steen, Merkulov. Does it make Lauko get up here? Probably. Well, I, I, think, that's, well, I think that's if, if probably more people than even need to come up. If McLaughlin has stopped bleeding, then maybe. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. He's still out. Yeah. yeah. What? He's still, what he's still getting a blood transfusion. Uh, he got cut by his visor after getting a hellacious right cross. So mm-hmm. he's been out for a week and a half from a visor yeah. cut? It also kind of broke his nose a little bit. Ah, that'll do it. Okay, yeah, that'll make sense. <laughs> he had surgery on his nose. So, he's damn, he's, I didn't realize it was that serious. Yeah, he's banged yeah. up. Yeah, um, but I think that's a pretty good starting point. And honestly, that's probably we probably just named more players that 
would actually come up and, and get rotation. But I think we have four recalls left at the till the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, let's fucking use them. Use yeah. them up. Oh, one more. Mm. Liesel? Yeah, that's like the 81-82 game that Lee Celsius. Yeah. Like the whole squad is fucking AHL guys. Oh, I would I would fucking love that. Are you kidding? That game that that uh Washington game from back when. Yes. G- AKA G- the most fun game all last season. Oh yeah, well they actually held their own. Also, yeah. it's worth mentioning Zaboro will slot in eventually over this last 15 games will he play longer than eight minutes he damn sure will he'll probably be in the the top four doubt <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm just saying if riley's gonna come up if zaboral's gonna be part of it like you're probably gonna have try to rest as many guys as you can i would definitely bring riley up and be like here's your uh Here's your contract for next. Here's your contract for next year. Go out. We're going to trade you. We are going to trade you. We're going to have to trade you. Go out there. Yep. So, let's do some predictions. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about this part. What's of the What's the standings? How How far is my uh, How big is my lead still? So Thomas did a big dick move, and, <laughs> and by, by big dick, not like being a dick. Like this was a slap the dick on the table. Well, little column A, little column B. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Took a buy last week just to kind of swing it at us. And he's still ahead with 9.3, ahead of Ian, who is two behind at 7.3. And coming up the rear is Andrew at 5.3. Coming up the rear. If there's anyone who loves coming up the rear, it's Andrew. Uh, You know it, baby. I am on a hellacious losing streak right now. I think I'm like... Which which kind of allowed me to punt this past week well, and not actually yeah that, that for sure yeah that makes sense yeah. no you, that that gave me the win and i know it and i i thanked you in the group chat i was like thanks for taking the <laughs> taking the week off look last year i i had a week where i kind of punted uh or or conceded i guess you conceded a tie i believe it was yeah i conceded yeah. a tie and it ended up biting me in the ass so this one probably will bite me in the ass but i'm still pretty confident that andrew will not overtake me so. uh, you don't know that no pretty confident because we're going to go ahead and pick this week, and Andrew's going to fall apart. Let's see. Bruins at Jets tonight. Ian. <laughs> you're getting to be really terrible at this. Why don't you go ahead and start? <laughs> He's getting the Andrew treatment. I love it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Why not? Am I in the new Andrew already? That, no, I feel like it no. turned quick. Uh, no, no. You're good. <laughs> uh, we love you, Andrew. Um, God, <laughs> that, makes, that makes two of you. <laughs> Is it just me, or are these predictions going to be so fucking hard? Because we just don't this know. This might that. be the hardest week, yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to win. This is a playoff caliber uh, opponent. I'm, I'm I'm gonna say we we right the ship a little bit. It's a three one win, and Swayman is fantastic. Okay. I'll go ahead and go. I think they right the ship this week. Uh, right off the bat, I think it's a close game because the Jets are a better team than I think a lot of Bruins fans may realize. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say three two and it's gonna be it's gonna be tight the entire time. Yeah, that top six is nutty for the Jets. It's, That's it's a really good, good. without like, without obviously. any like real big stars. 
Like they're just a good solid top six. Guys that if they played in different markets would certainly be like Ehlers would be way better known if yeah. he was in like Toronto. Well, everybody's known if you're in Toronto. Okay, if he was in yeah. like Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, then Ron Hextall would Ron Hextall would trade him for a third round pick. No, he would trade him for a thirty eight year old defenseman. There's that. Andrew, do your prediction. So, you guys just spent a good minute and a half slurping the Jets. Uh, They've lost seven out of ten. Yeah, they've struggled a little lately. They are struggling right now, and I think that is the perfect opportunity for the Bruins to get up for a game because this is a team that's fighting for its playoff life right now. After it shows you just how close the West has been, where just a couple weeks ago we were talking, is this one of the best teams in the West? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's so, kind of the, the curse of us, anyway. We say that. I said that about Dallas two weeks beforehand. They went on a huge skid. Yeah, so. good job. Good job, I mean. So I'm thinking a four-one dub. I'm thinking a four-one dub. They they get up for this one. They give up the first one, and then they lock it down. God, I and they a score a power play goal. Hey, I should actually put an asterisk there and be like, power play goal. <laughs> Have we reached that point? Uh, uh, Saturday over in Minnesota, two o'clock game. Weird. I'm really weird pumped for this one. Uh, but Kaprizov is still, off, uh, still out, right? Logan Stanley folded that man into... <laughs> I don't even know what shape. So What yes. happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. I never saw the injury, honestly. It, it looked bad. It looked really bad. But he's out, so that's going to be... That's huge. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. still out for a couple more weeks. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's Yikes. Andrew, you're a uh, noted Minnesota Wild appreciator. Why don't you go ahead and... I am, yes. Uh, close game. Uh, I think they run the... Uh, run the... Um, momentum of winning against the Jets into a 3-2 overtime dub. Oh, blah, blah. But Minnesota's up for it, too. But I think the loss of Kaprizov is huge for them. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep going with dubs. I'm going to go with a 4-2 dub Rooney and Cheese. Yeah, Rooney and Cheese. That's right. Uh, I don't feel great about it. Uh, I feel like this might be the, the toughest one. Oh, don't do but it. I'm going to go with a 3-1 W mm-hmm. for Saturday. Okay. And we'll switch right over to Sunday, another day game with travel in between. So back-to-backs and day games. This is the trap game of the week. I think we lose to the Sabres, and I think it's going to be a stupid-ass game. Uh, four two, and uh, I don't I don't even know if any of that is an empty netter at the end of the game. I think I think we just lose clean. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am actually going with a win against the Sabers, um, just out of our history at this point. Uh, I think their goaltending is not is going to let them down this one, and we are going to end up with a four to three tightly contested dub. So this might be a huge mistake by me. They have the third best offense in the league, buddy. A massive mistake by me. <laughs> I've never... Third best offense in the league. No, I'm not going where you think I'm going. <laughs> I've never predicted a score quite like this. If but... you say nine, 
<laughs> Closer than you think. Fuck you. Six five dub. Okay. This might be a huge mistake by me going so outlier with this game because I'm on because I'm on such a winning streak. Just remember, guys, I'm on a winning streak. It's just like how cocky he's getting with six five wins on the road, day game back to back. Less than twenty four hours. Yeah, I literally you less than twenty four hours tonight. I hope yeah. you stub your toe. Another leg injury? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I crossed the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> Andrew, why don't you finish it off with uh, Senators at Bruins as we get back home? on Tuesday and we'll probably go to record Wednesday. Yeah, buddy. So this is a team that's kind of been our bugaboo, but last time we kind of solved it. So 3-0 dub. I'm, I'm doing the shutty. It's been a while since we've had a shutty and they're due. I would mm. like that. You don't or do? No, I would. I, no, no, I would be so mad if we got a shutout. I'd be so upset. I thought you said I don't like that, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, I have a three-one loss. I think this is the one that, like, just the, the one team that you can't seem to beat consistently, uh, no matter how good you are. Is it season series two-one them right now? Mm-hmm. Is it okay? So we yep. lost both, both in Ottawa, and then we beat them what, like, two weeks ago at home? Yeah, Martin Luther King. Day. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think we beat him again. Uh, it's not going to be shuddy. I think it's going to be a good game. I'll go four two dub. On uh, President's Day, I meant sorry. Yep, four two dub. Okay. Hmm. Shout out to a uh, uh, big fan of ours, uh, Shannon, who's going to this game. She's gone to I think three or four games. I think I think she went to the she went to both Detroit games and the Chicago game. Yikes. Yeah, yep. so stop going to games. <laughs> no shit. Don't, don't, don't. She traveled from she's traveled from England. I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Jesus. Shout out Shannon, but I think it's time we get this girl a dub. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm going for. I mean, she got one dub, but it was a shitty dub, so. Mm-hmm. Shitty dubs are dubs. Yeah, they are. We did have that question last year. When is a dub not a dub? A dub is always a dub. That's always a dub. Sometimes, well, sometimes, you, sometimes it's not I'll a dub. say a, I'll say a loss is sometimes not a loss, but a loss sometimes, sometimes a win is not a win. Like severe injuries during a win, or just looking like dog shit against a Blackhawks team. Like that was a loss, though. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying in general. Like, Correct. So you... that win was actually a loss. So it was <laughs> that win was not a win. <laughs> I'm getting Ian, confused. Ian's just pretzeling his own brain right now. Oh my no, god! No, I'm just saying. Even Can't if we had that won hard. that game, you would have sat there and gone, "This is not okay. We're not. This is not good." Mm-hmm. Oh man! <laughs> oh boy! We got anything else, boys? We got nothing. Um. No. Uh. Just go bees, man. Oh, I'm gonna be at the um, Orpheum Theater tomorrow. I'm seeing any of you who are kids in the hall fans. I'm going to see Bruce McCullough live. Nice. So, nice. Mm-hmm. so any of kids you in the are, hall is definitely long before uh, Ian's time. But don't even know what that is. No uh, shit. Really? Ian, no. you would actually love it if you looked that shit up. I feel oh, like yeah. that's, in, that's in your wheelhouse. That's right in your wheelhouse. It's a bunch of like mind. Canadian hilarious like theater kids doing skit comedy. Yeah, and it's just weird shit. It's amazing. 
Oh, that's awesome, Andrew. Show. I'm stoked for you to go see it. Yeah, I've I, I've been wanting to see I've been wanting to see him for a long time, and the girlfriend got tickets, so I was like, let's fucking do it. So we're doing it. Jesus the Christ! Their us. final episode was 1995. Yeah, I yeah. was not even two at this mm-hmm. point. To be fair, they had a they had a revival in 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that really changes. You, you would recognize literally all of those guys from other roles. Yes. Where they, yes. Where they pop in and do stuff. But yes. Yeah. You got to go back and watch that. Anybody who's listening probably either knows exactly what we're talking about and is like, fuck yeah. Or they're just like, oh my God, end the episode. I was going to say, anybody who's in Boston in that time, uh, come see me. We'll get a drink. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is Tommy Champagne, joined as always <laughs> by, uh, by Budget Weird Al. <laughs> and uh, our special guest co-host um, Andrew. I don't even get a nickname. What the fuck? Give me a nickname. There's nothing a... appropriate that I can. Yeah, make it offensive. Let's go. Make it offensive. Go ahead. I am looking at this soundboard, like looking for something, and I'm just not going to do. He's. That. You know what he is? He's the forty dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> We can rebuild yeah, I can't him. can't call you the million dollar man. We can that. rebuild him. We can make him uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's broken. <laughs> oh. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. <laughs>